the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. We're here for another hour for all this fun and frivolity. I'm using words I can't spell, which is oftentimes what I say to the kids is don't use words you can't spell. Nevertheless, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. We had Jackson on the line, but I think he uh, he dropped, and if he calls back, we'll get to him right away. If you call, we'll get to you as right away right away as well. I wanted to go back to Bob with his 2014 Dodge. I was remiss when I gave you advice in this respect. If you're south in the South Valley, then Allen would be appropriate. But if you're north, then Strictly Diesel would be the place that I would go. Nate at Strictly Diesel, I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road, he can wave magic wands. He has a Dodge truck with a 6.7 that has a twin turbo. So he's put one turbo, feeds the other. And, of course, Bob, you understand that because you're a big truck driver. <laughs> and, and when you put a twin turbo on there, first of all, it's like buying the truck all over again as far as cost is concerned, and I'm exaggerating slightly. Second of all, it makes this motor a monster. But you better O-ring and stud the head because otherwise you just blow the head clean off the motor. So if you're north, Strictly Diesel would be the place I go. You can go to their website. You can learn all about them. They sell lots of parts. But when you talk about remapping, all we're doing is lying. And it's the same thing with remapping. We take the top ruler and the bottom ruler, and they're right on top of one another, and we move the top ruler to the left and the (laughs) bottom ruler to the right, and we just simply change the signal and make the computer believe that the vehicle's doing something that it really isn't. So Strictly Diesel Service and Repair, I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road, a good diesel shop that can do just about every 99% of what you might need Nate can handle. Let's and we have a caller. That's right. We have Ben. Ben, good morning. How can I help you? Good morning. Hey, um, I have a 2004 uh, Nissan Al- uh, Armada, and um, it started to um, use up a lot of oil, and it's not smoking. It's not leaking anywhere wherever I park. You know, it's not. I don't see any stains or nothing, but it's. Consuming a lot of oil, I would say about three quarts a week. So I was thinking, um, if I could get just get an engine replacement, where would I find a good place or a good shop where they can? You know, I'm not a high dollar kind of guy. Um, I had a couple of engine replaced here and there, McDonald, McDonald Road, and 30th Avenue. I think that uh-huh. you know I would not recommend that place anymore. And there's another place on Deer Valley or uh, north of Bell that I was uh, kind of uh, ripped off. 
So is there any place where I can I can have an injury replacement? Or what would be cost for something like that? Would that be the best thing to do? Well, no. The best thing to do is, is address the problem. What I hear you saying is, is you've gone from an oil consumption problem to a new engine or a used engine or a rebuilt engine or whatever. Uh-huh. And you're telling me that there's no blue smoke out of the tailpipe and nothing's leaking on the ground. You have to understand that that's tough for me to understand. I mean, everybody, uh, it's just not that hard to figure out where the oil's going. And Uh what you're saying is, is that the two most common places, 99 out of 100 times that an engine's using oil, it's either leaking Uh it or burning it. So. You know, pull the spark plugs and see if you can see which spark plug is blacker than the rest. Look to see which one's burning oil. Maybe the catalytic uh-huh. converter is uh, is consuming all the the blue smoke. Maybe it's consuming the the oil that the engine is using. I doubt it, but certainly uh-huh. that's it. As far as your engine's concerned, is it a four cylinder or V six? It's a V eight, I believe. Okay, um, you could spend eight thousand dollars. Oh yeah, that's what I was afraid of. Well, you got the engine and the labor, and on top of all of that, mm-hmm. you've got probably $2,000 worth of hoses, belts, coolant, right. oil, oil filters, uh, exhaust gaskets, um, all the stuff that's necessary because the motor's going to come. We're going to have to transfer the intake and transfer the oil pan. We've got a lot of work to do, and and obviously the hood comes off and the entire engine comes out the front. And then while you're there, we're going to call you and say, hey, you got a small leak at the front of the transmission. Do you want to address it when it's sitting here staring us at the face, okay. in the face, or you right. want to do it later when we got to take the tranny out of it? So, you know, you're going to take advantage. But I really do think that you need to just deal with the oil consumption issue. We need to find out uh, where it's going. Are you, you checking? Know, I, was coming, I was coming from Flagstaff the other day, uh, a couple weeks ago, actually, and I had all my windows rolled down. And I'm starting to smell that smoke now, you know. So I'm thinking it's consuming it. For whatever reason, it wasn't showing any blue air, you know. I mean, blue smoke. I mean, I ask a few people behind me when I rev it, and they don't see nothing. Actually, sometimes I look back in my mirror and I, you know, rev okay, it. Okay, so you're driving to Flagstaff and you smell it, okay? Yeah, so let's let's look at that. Let's look at that. If you smell uh-huh. it, then it's got to be coming from the crack in the hood near the windshield. And if that's the case, okay. then we got oil leaking at the engine that's going on the exhaust. Because if it was coming out of the tailpipe and you're driving to Flagstaff, you ain't never going to smell what's coming out of the tailpipe when you're doing 60, 70 miles an hour on I, I-17. Okay. So, and I don't like the I don't like the the science that you're using. I think you're. Where is the oil at um, um, when he put it on the full mark? How long before it hits the ad mark or goes below the ad mark? Um, let's see, um, I would drive about 300 miles, and it used up, like, four quarts. So it wasn't even touching the stick? It doesn't touch the stick, yes. I have to put it in there again, you know, like, I look around. I took it to a couple of shops, and they were not able to uh, find it. You know, I took it to, it's a a Nissan, so I took it to uh, an import mechanic guy. Ben, Ben. Ben, does it make any sense to you? I go into the emergency room, and I'm telling them that I'm leaking blood like there's no tomorrow. And they look at me, and they go, oh, I don't see any blood. It doesn't even make sense, Ben. 
It doesn't make sense that you're using four quarts of oil, three quarts of oil, and you don't see any blue pipe, smoke coming out of the tailpipe, and you don't see anything on the ground. It's just something's wrong. I don't know what's wrong, but if you want to go have a motor put in it, you know, that's certainly your prerogative. I think you're better served. You asked me for advice. I think you're better served to go have somebody find out what's going on. That's what I think. So we're not going to have oil magically disappear out of the engine without some sign of where it's going. The back window's got spots all over it. The underside of the car has spots all over it because the oil's up front and it's leaking. The catalytic converter, after a while, if that thing's drinking three and four quarts at a time, the catalytic converter's going to plug up. You're not going to have any power. And the catalytic converter is red hot, so as the oil goes through the catalytic converter, it generates smoke. So it just, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it just, nothing makes sense. I don't know where you've been going. I think what I'd do is, is call the local auto parts store and say to them, who's the best shop around here? Who doesn't try parts and on and then that doesn't fix it, then they send the parts back to you? Who pays their bill on time? Who has really good technicians? Who has very few comebacks? Who who never says to you, hey, this uh, this compressor went bad because he knows he did it? Or he, and if he does, he said, and you believe him. So talk to the auto parts store. I'm talking about an auto parts store that sells to wholesale guys like me. So just ask the auto parts store in a couple of neighborhoods or call them and say, hey, who's a good guy? Or the best question is, is who does the boss take his truck or car to from an auto parts store? And usually you'll find a good shop. 602 when it when it comes to parts uh, it's difficult in this respect there's all kinds of parts and all kinds of prices here's the problem my industry is having now is people bring their parts to us and want us to install it now the best of condition is somebody's diagnosed it correctly so they bring us a mass airflow sensor and someone has diagnosed it correctly we put the mass airflow sensor on, and check engine light goes out. Customer's happy. The car runs good. That That's the perfect scenario. It's never happening. First of all, somebody diagnosed it, but they don't know how to fix it, but they know how to diagnose it. That doesn't make sense. Somebody diagnoses it the mass airflow sensor, so they bring it to my shop. And we don't do this, but here's the worst-case scenario. So we take the car in and we put the mass airflow sensor on it. We reset the engine light and give it back to you. So a couple days later, you're back in the shop going to check engine lights back on. And we said, we just did what you said to do. You wanted us to install the mass airflow sensor and you wanted us to clear the code. We did that. Well, yeah, but the check engine light's back on. Well, that means it wasn't the mass airflow sensor. (laughs) That's all it means. So somebody told you it was a mass airflow sensor, but we didn't. So then what happens is is I have to diagnose what's wrong with your car in order to prove to you that A, I didn't install the part incorrectly, B, I didn't reset the computer, and C, if I diagnose it, then I got a guarantee that when you do this repair, your check engine light won't come on with that same code. So now I have to diagnose your car for free. And the mass airflow sensor you put in, that two or three or $400 part, wasn't needed so it's just an ugly situation and the shop is obviously forced to diagnose it for free to show that they didn't 
say it was a mass airflow sensor, somebody on Google or you know somebody that drives around in a truck and does um, repair work on the side. I don't know, but I know that many of us are not doing that anymore. We just don't install the customer's part. Now, if the customer brings us a special oil filter, that's different. But to fix a car, fix a check engine light, or do anything that involves diagnosis, we're not it. So our customers, I've got, I've got elderly people that have done business with me since 1979. If they come in and ask me to put a water pump in their car and the, their son-in-law bought them the water pump, heck yes, but don't make a habit of it. We want to make sure that a good part's on there, and we don't want to make sure that a cheapest part is there, and there are some parts we won't even install, some brands of parts we won't even install. So it's kind of a difficult juggling. Um, we oftentimes tell people, you can bring a part of your own. Don't don't have it be an $11 set of windshield wipers. <laughs> have it be an air compressor. I mean, if we're going to give you one part to bring, let's make it worth your while. And then we log it in your file that says, hey, we told them they could bring one part one time, and we told them, don't bring us a set of windshield wipers. Let's make sure that it's something that's two or three or $400 that's going to save you money after we diagnose it. So that's kind of how it works. Some of the guys will do different than me, but I probably represent the top 40% of the shops in town when I tell you this kind of stuff. We've talked about it. We're not in cahoots with one another because there's plenty of guys that will still install parts. We're just saying this is what's best for us and our customer. The disputes that occur by installing the part based on someone else's diagnosis is just a bad argument to have. 602-508-0960. We'll be back. Hello, I'm Greg May, owner of Phoenix Body Works. For 35 years, we've been demonstrating our workmanship, our honesty, our integrity, and our exceptional customer service. We are blessed to have so many repeat customers who refer their friends and family. We have ethical, loyal technicians who have been with us for years. They are ICAR certified, which means they are up to date on the latest technology and techniques. So your repairs meet or exceed industry standards. Our technicians are truly part of our family. We are very capable of fixing your car. We pull off damaged parts. We pull your frame and body mounts back to where they should be. Then we install the new parts. We align both the front and rear end. Then your car is back to the way it was when new. Our customers come from all over the valley. I'm Greg May. Remember, it's your vehicle. You pick the shop, not the insurance company. Phoenix Body Works. We want to be your collision repair specialist. Call us, 623-582-1434, Monday through Friday, 9 to noon on Saturday. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Have you ever felt like you were living a life meant for someone else? If you're sick and tired of living a life that feels like a prison sentence, and you're willing to entertain the idea that there's more out there for you, then tune in to the Think, React, Lead Show, Sundays at 1 p.m. Follow keynote speaker, best-selling author, and CEO, Dom Falset. Each week, he pushes you past your limiting beliefs for increased success. It's the Think, React, Lead Show, Sundays at 1 p.m. on 960 The Patriot. Welcome back to The Dog Show. Up next, we have Satchmo. Satchmo is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their couch-snuggling, ball-chasing, face-licking, tail-wagging, backyard-hanging, and, of course, companionship. 
And what breed would you say Satchmo is? I'd have to go with maybe a lavish terrier hound chihuahua looking kind of mix. Tremendous dog. Mm, I'd also like to point out Satchmo's coloring a white, gray, brown, black brindle. Simply marvelous. You know, it's such a treat to watch a dog like this. Now, let's see him in action. Look how he makes eye contact with his person. That's actually known as the treat stare. How intuitive. And now he appears to be excitedly turning in circles. Ah, the happy dance, so common with this group. And finally, the loving face lick. It's great how he just gets in there and, well, licks. Fantastic. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Satchmo is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. You're never too old, too wacky, too wild to pick up a book and read with a child. This is Andrew Morrill, president of the Arizona Education Association. Reading to your child now can spark a lifetime of reading and learning. Students who read, and are read too, do better in school and in life. Every child can learn to read, and reading may be the most important thing they'll ever learn. A message from the Arizona Education Association. You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman to save money. We need a new stuntman! You just need FeedThePig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at FeedThePig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Alrighty, 21 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. If you'd like to join us, you can. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. In Mesa, there's only one shop that I can tell you to go to. There's lots of shops in Mesa, but you have to pass a really stringent checkout sheet, and not too many do. And one of them is you've got to be in business for five years, and there's lots of shops that aren't. So I won't take them. But Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing is one of the shops that's been around on my list for probably the last 10 years. They're on Main Street just east of Stapley. Brian and Thelma's family has been in the car repair business and the selling of gasoline for the last, oh, they probably started in the 50s or the 60s. So Brian and Thelma are the kind of husband and wife that when you walk in and talk to them, you'll understand why Mark Salem refers people from Mesa to Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing. It's just that kind of a place where your interests are far ahead of their interests. Michael, good morning. Hi, Mark. Been listening Hi. to you forever. Uh, I have a question about spark plug. But first, I'd like to ask: Do you still use that little chlorine holder that goes down to the bottom of the pool? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> good, I do too. <laughs> and 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 we got it. We got to tell everybody what this is. Um, there's a lady who, who sells this little sandwich thing, and you put your chlorine in it, and uh, it sinks to the bottom of the uh, your pool. It makes the chlorine last longer. You don't have to chase the puck around. And and she told I heard about it, and I don't. Maybe you told me. I don't know. But I went to her and I bought a couple, and we've been terribly happy ever since. And so it's really. And I think if I'm not mistaken, Michael. After the chlorine tablet dissipates, then the the cage floats to the top of the pool, yes? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. So it really makes it easy to know when there's no chlorine. And the chlorine lasts longer when it's down at the bottom of the pool as opposed to floating around in the sunlight. But anyway, yeah. Michael, we've done a commercial for the lady. What can I do for you? Um, let's see. I question about spark plugs. These new Toyotas and Lexus, uh, 120,000 miles. Mm-hmm. But... 
know, it's not like changing <laughs> the old V6s. You yeah. have to take off that air plenum to get to that plug? Yep. Yep. So what do we got, a $500 spark plug change? Um, at least. <laughs> at least. And first of all, the spark plug's going to be $25 a piece. I know. So, <laughs> you know, it it's... It, first of all, let me put your mind at ease. The spark plugs are worth it, and the spark plugs will be fine for 100,000 miles at least. Um, the cylinder, the fuel delivery, the timing, the all that kind of stuff has changed dramatically. So when you pull them out, other than the gap being a little wider than normal, they're going to look like they're brand-new spark plugs at 100,000 miles. They so, sure do. Yeah, the answer to your question is, is you got to dig them out. That's all there is to it. Now, the real question is, is how much can we do while we're there? Can we look at the back of the intake valves and see if there's anything that we need to clean up later using the chemical? Can we change it and do the valve cover gaskets at the same time? So there's there's some of this that's work that we can encompass because we're already there. But if you're going to put the spark plugs in yourself, make sure that you torque them right. Make sure you use some dielectric on the boots. Or if it's got coil over, there's still a little rubber boot between the coil and the spark plug. So just use a little dielectric so the rubber components don't bake to the spark plug or bake to the coil. That's all the advice I can give you. But you can call around and ask people. They're going to look it up in the labor book. And, and let's pretend it's two hours. And if they're $100 an hour, it's $200. If they're $150 an hour, it's $300. So it's it's kind of easy that way. Okay? okay. Yep. Thanks, Mark. Uh, you betcha. You know, when it comes to labor rates and stuff like that, I can promise you that I can't run 100% efficient. I I may I might bill or collect for 6 hours a day when really the technician works 7. There's a lot of uncompensated time that involves your car repair. It's uncompensated cuz we have parts people look up the parts, order the parts, then deliver them to the technician. All that is part of our structure, but it's nothing to do with your car labor. In addition to that, the technician, he has to clean things that's not in the labor. He has to move things that oftentimes is not in the labor. So in order to get to part L, he has to move A and B out of the way. So oftentimes that is included, and oftentimes it's not included. I would strongly suggest that you you not shop by the labor rate. It's That's not important. Go to Yelp. Go to some of these places and look at their reviews. See if you know their reviews are all say the same thing. If they have the same pattern, Mark's the greatest guy in the world. I've known him since he was in junior high and all that other kind of stuff, and he's the greatest guy in the world. Those kinds of things typically are manufactured by people that support the shop or you know cousins and aunts and uncles and stuff. And they better have a couple of bad ones because all of us have a couple of bad ones. A lot of times we actually don't do what the new customer wants us to do because we don't want the new customer to come back. Obviously, they're searching for a shop, and it may be sometimes them as opposed to the shop. It happens. Who's next? We have John. John, good morning. Morning, Mark. I got a question. I got an 06 Colorado. I went through some deep water and while after that, the wheel hub bearings start squealing and making noise. So I changed the left one, then I didn't change the right one for a couple of months. And after I changed that, uh, the ABS light came on. 
And mm-hmm. since then, the right one's gone off, but the left one stays on for the left ABS. I look okay. down under there, and the, the speed sensor has got a lot of, like, the grease with dust all over it, and it's fresh. Okay. It can't, it, they can't, the teeth on the tone ring can't have any debris on them. We need okay. the computer to see a signal that's a square wave, so it's up, down. Pretend normal is the middle. So it's up, it down, up, down, up, down, up, down, and when you got grease and trash inside the teeth, then the computer counts that as no up and no down because the tooth is kind of flat. It it really is, I mean, if you want to take a guess, just go buy an, a wheel sensor and plug it into that wheel if that's what you want to do. Um, sometimes it's not that one. It's not that often that it says left and it's really right, but yeah. I would clean the tone ring first. I would make sure that the wiring harness hasn't rubbed I'd make sure the connection's nice and clean, blow off the female and the male, put a little dielectric in there, plug it back in, let's get it wa- waterproof, and then go drive it. Clear it, um, and then go drive it. And if it comes back on, then you're going to need somebody with a scanner that's going to plug into the car and go drive it, and then the, the computer's going to say, hey, I, I lost sight of this corner of the car. So that's kind of how it works. Okay. Thanks a lot, Mark. You betcha. You betcha, John. Thank you very much. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. We got five. So you're more than welcome to call us and ask us questions. And we can talk about oil. We can talk about air filters. We can talk about car wax. We can talk about window tinting. But what we really want to talk about is this the best place in town in Arizona to buy a side-by-side Kawasaki or Can-Am is down in Casa Grande, Adrenaline Motorsports. When you buy, you buy the scooter, you buy sales tax and license. You don't pay for, for labor to unbox it and the freight and the document fee to have the young lady type your name in and all those other ancillary charges that everybody else does. Adrenaline Motorsports, the, the scooter, sales tax and license. Did you know Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Raintree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Are you the type who's got little time for talk but still wants to be plugged in? Wants the nickel tour by someone in the know? Wants the bottom line at the top of the page and at the top of the hour? 
I'm Terry Gilbert. Each day I write and deliver Terry's Take on the topics, a digestible version of the issues of the day, every morning at 7.04 a.m., every evening at 6.04 p.m. Get a fresh take every day on air, past takes every day online, 7.04 a.m., 6.04 p.m., and more than 500 takes at 960 The Patriot. Terry's Take is sponsored by Modern Round, Upscale Lounge, and Eatery. I started my adventure as an aerospace medical technician. Flight medic in the Air Force Reserve. A satellite system operator. As a space systems operator. And I'm a pilot for the Air Force Thunderbirds demonstration. We team. deliver the world's timeliest environmental intelligence data. Flying to Afghanistan, bringing wounded warriors back to Germany. We take care of injured personnel on a daily basis. And then flying them from Germany back to the States. As a member of the Thunderbirds, I get to be a part of a team that passes on the message of the United States Air Force Reserve to the U.S. and the world. It's a very exciting career. One of the greatest things about the Air Force Reserve is all the different opportunities. The training in the Air Force Air Force Reserve is second to none. It gave me the opportunity to go to college. The Air Force Reserve actually paid for my education, which allowed me to commission. It was definitely a bonus. Probably the most exciting thing I've done is support humanitarian relief operations in places like Haiti. The Reserve gave me the opportunity to learn something totally different from what I did. Being able to travel. I enjoy the getaways that I get, and I enjoy the camaraderie and fellowship I share with all my unit mates. We're really close-knit. We're unique. And the Air Force Reserve gave me all those opportunities, and then even more. Start your adventure in the Air Force Reserve. Hey, everyone. You know, let's all stop what we're doing right now and take a moment. That felt good, huh? Just like that, we had a nice, special sort of moment together. Of course, they don't all need to be quiet moments to be special. They could be loud moments, goofy moments, sporty moments, dorky moments. Moments where we talk or walk or just hang out. It doesn't really matter. They all count. Because every time dads like us take a moment like that to spend with our kids, well, it's pretty momentous. <laughs> Sounds like somebody agrees. So let's take a moment to make a moment. Today, call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Don't miss a thing with the all-new Patriot app. Just visit your app store and download today. All about that demon well, welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. The lines are open. Four of them are open. One isn't. But we'll get to Jim in just a second. Automatic Transmission Exchange has been in Phoenix working on transmission since 1968. Phil's been there since 1968. Him and his staff are transmission diagnostic experts. Phil says so many of the transmissions can be fixed without overhauling them. But a lot of them that are towed in with an oil pan full of metal don't don't fit into that category. So if you have a transmission problem, other than Monday morning and Friday afternoon, for obvious reasons, you can stop by 40th Street in Washington, and if you can demonstrate the problem, they'll probably take a ride with you, depending on how many people are in the lobby. So automatic transmission exchange, 40th Street in Washington, the north side of the road. Jim, you're up. How can I help you? Hi, Mark. Hi. Um, I was driving yesterday, and I had one of those... Uh, how does it do that moment? And uh, I was just curious. I'll hang up and listen to your answer. But I'm driving along. I've had the air conditioner on. And then you take the knob and you move it to the right 
to get it warmer, which I don't know why you do that, but I was just curious. How does how does that work? How does okay. that how does you know what I'm did, saying? Well, how does how does the air conditioning controls give me really ice cold and really hot air and everything in between? Right. Okay. Fair and enough. The more you more you move the knob to hot while the air is on, it actually gets warmer, doesn't right. it? Yeah, it's supposed to. All okay. right. I want you to pick a picture a Y, the letter Y. Okay. Okay. On the there's two stacks that come out of the stalk of the the tree trunk. Okay. The left okay. one has hot air in it. The right one has cold air in it. Okay. Now, there's okay. a gate down there at the Y, <laughs> and, yeah. and, and the bottom of the Y goes to your your vents. So if I want cold air, I shut off the hot. If I want hot air, I shut off the cold. But if I want some blend in the middle, then I move that door appropriately. So it's called the blend door. So we have both airs standing in queue. We have cold and hot ready to be, and here's the beauty of it. The wife is cold, and you're hot. So you get to yeah. freeze your butt off, and she gets to turn the heater on full blast. <laughs> hey, it's it's a marriage saver, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So well, when the you... blend door goes bad, it's stuck in one position or the other, and it's underneath the dash. So you go, Mark, I'm asking for cold. I'm asking for hot. I can back, back, and forth, blah, 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 and it doesn't give me anything but hot or give me anything but cold. Okay, well... We got to go in and find the taco that you dropped down the vent, and that stuck the the blend door. Or in a worst case scenario, you know, you got a, a cigarette butt or a, a, a Taco Bell wrapper or something like that that's caused the problem. So that's really how it's all done. So if you're if you're say in the middle, half hot and half cold, are you still using as much Freon? No, you're still sh the compressor's on and it's still circulating the refrigerant, and it's just like the heater's on and it's still circulating coolant through the heater. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, okay. we I like the idea that we're using the heater a lot more because we do less heater cores if we don't leave them stagnant and unused for the entire summer in Arizona. So yeah. I kind of like the idea, but it's not going to have any effect on the life of the heater core or the evaporator, which is the cold thing underneath your dash, or the air conditioning system. Now, here's the thing, though. I don't want you to turn it on full cold and then turn the fan speed down to nothing, okay? I want that fan speed to be half or north of half. So I want it half, yeah. three-quarters, or full. I want to blow some air across that evaporator. I don't want it to freeze up, which can sometimes cause problems, okay? Okay, here's another quick question. Okay. When you pull in the garage and you're ready to shut it down, it, is it smarter to turn all the accessories off rather no. than have them on when you start the car? Nope, because when you turn the key off, it automatically turns them off. And when you the next morning when you start the car, when, uh, let, let me ask you a question. Let's pretend your wipers are running, okay? Uh-huh. Okay. And and you leave the wipers on. So you get in the car the next morning, and when you put your key in the ignition, you turn the key on, and the wipers start flapping. Yes? Yes. But when you go to the start mode, the wipers will stop flapping, and the minute you let go of the key and the engine starts, then they'll start flapping again. When you go to the start position on your car, we shut everything down. 
the radio, the seats, the air conditioning, the everything. We shut everything down so that 100% of the battery power goes to the starter. Okay. That, that makes sense? And then when yes. you shut it off, it shuts everything off for you. So it is something that we used to hear in the 50s and the 60s. Well, of course, I wasn't born in the 50s, but I'm kidding <laughs> you. Um, but but the, we, it is something that we've heard a lot, and it really is kind of a wife's tale um, I wouldn't. I and then so you ask me, Mark. Does you or your wife or anybody shut everything off before they start the car off, or shut everything off before they start the car? And the answer is hell no. So there's so there's no big drain on the battery when you start it. Nope, not no, because you're taking all the battery power. Even your radio goes out. So yeah. well, the computer is taking care of all of that, and the way that it's wired is taking care of all that. When we go to the start position, the only thing we're doing is sending 100% of the battery to the 100% of the starter. That's all. We're not, we're, we're not going to move your windshield wipers, and we're not going to do all the rest of that stuff. We want that to happen. The minute the car starts, you let go of the key, and it goes to run from start to run. Boom, everything, your stereo and your air conditioning will work. I got to run, but thank you very much, Jim. Those were good questions. 602 508 and we'll be right back. Del Wombley here. The first thing you're going to have to learn is until you stop expecting the politicians or anyone else to change your life, your life isn't going to change. The only person who can change your life is you, but you need to know how. Listen to my show, the Del Wombley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. Listen every Saturday at 12 o'clock noon, right here on AM 960, The Patriot. Would you know what to do if you encounter a wrong-way driver? Let's hope you never find out. But if you ever do see a wrong-way driver coming at you, slow down, safely steer away, and get off the roadway. At night, drive defensively and be aware of what's ahead and around you. And if you see a sign warning of a wrong-way driver, safely move toward and take the next freeway exit on the right. Drive aware. Get there. Sponsored by the Arizona Department of Transportation in partnership with the Arizona Broadcasters Association and this station. Vision loss is not something that you feel until it happens. Most people lose their vision from diseases like macular degeneration and glaucoma. Not at birth. With macular degeneration, you lose your central vision. You have a blind spot right in the center of your face, so I can't actually see your face. So even that little circle in which I could see became a big blur. I was 65 when I first was diagnosed with glaucoma. There were no symptoms. I had no headaches. Three million Americans have glaucoma, and half don't even know it. 11 million people in the United States have macular degeneration. You lose mobility, independence, changes your entire life. So many eye disorders can be treated if caught early. My husband tells me that I have beautiful brown eyes and I don't want to lose that. Make a plan today to get your eyes checked. Visit brightfocus.org to learn more. Hey guys, let's play some video games. This new dad plays video games with his sons. But the challenge feels like he's lifting a metric ton. So many buttons. His avatar just stares at the walls, twists and turns and somehow falls. Help me. He's tangled up in the controller's cords. I just don't understand this crazy digital world. Crazy, crazy digital world. But the love from his kids is totally apparent. Ooh. 
you don't have to be perfect to be the perfect parent. You should have just played catch. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Patriot App Tip number six. Find the latest articles from Town Hall, Hot Air, or even the most recent posts from Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Dennis Prager, and more, all on the Patriot App News Feed. Download the Patriot App at your App Store today. Looking for a radio station that cares about real news and not afraid to go beyond the headlines? There's only one station for you, 960 The Patriot and 960ThePatriot.com. Well, 44 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, my name's Mark Salem, and let me tell you about Blackwell Automotive. First of all, Tom and I are cut from the same cloth. We should be twin brothers of different mothers. We're both a tad ornery. We both think we know everything there is to know about cars. We both um, are pretty adamant when the conversation, when we know the we know more about the person that we're talking to. I think hopefully in a nice way. But Blackwell Automotive is up at 40th and Greenway. He does lots of stuff, from oil changes to engine swaps, domestic and import cars, but he also works on hot rods. So if you've got a 66 uh, Ford Impala or, no, Ford Galaxy, everybody's making fun of me right now, Ford Galaxy, and you need somebody to uh, get it to start in the morning, then uh, Blackwell can do that. So, again, Blackwell Automotive is an independent-owned facility. He has ASE-certified technicians and from oil change to engine swaps on domestic and import vehicles, Blackwell Automotive. He covers that northeast area for me. Let's go to the phones. Randy, you're first. Hey, good morning, Mark. Hey, I love the show, man. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, quick quick question for you. I got kind of a nitnoid thing. Uh, I've been living down in the uh, Yuma area here for about a year and a half, and I've just been noticing that, you know, I don't get an awful lot of service life out of the uh, wiper blades that I'm, I'm running. And I'm wondering, is there, uh, have you got a recommendation for a brand, or is there like a product or something that you can keep on the blades so that they don't dry up because i mean i mean i love 360 uh, days a year of sun but it's killing my wiper blades <laughs> okay i'm going to change your question mark you've been in business since 79 i have do you have a favorite uh, wiper blade manufacturer that you use or what does your <laughs> wife have on her car do you love your wife uh you know did you put a couple of sacks of oil on her windshield wipers so when she turns them on she can't see and all the answer is anco <laughs> Okay, that's what I use. I put Anco on okay. everything. But I want to tell you something. Um, with my truck, I put a set of wiper blades. Well, if I start January and I put a new set of wiper blades, certainly by September I'm going to put a second pair on there. But I'm driving okay. probably 20,000 miles a year or a little bit more. So the All answer right. to your question is is if your set of wiper blades cost 8 bucks, you're getting what you pay for. So uh, right. my personal, well, I, I've been I've been running the the Rainex blades. You know they're they're a little pricey. And, you know they're supposed to be good. I mean I've read good reviews, but they just don't seem to last. And and, and I tried the Rainex blades, and and the real thing is is that they're supposed to put you know clean your windshield really really good and wipe the water off and 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 really do a good squeegee effect because Rainex right. makes the water dance off your windshield. Um, I like mm-hmm. Rain-X, and I treat the windshield with it. I just don't use their wiper blades. So, uh, okay. Anco. So, an- 10-4? An- Anco? A-N-C-O. 
Adam, Nora, Charlie Ocean. 10-4? Got it. Okay. Thank you very much, Randy. Patrick, you're up next. Mark? Yes? You yelled at me and then hung up on me and went on a rant, but I'm not mad at you. I want to thank you. Um, oh, it was no last one's year. ever said that to me. <laughs> well, Go ahead. I, I Go ahead. You got the, the floor. first one. Okay. So I got I got the 78 Chevy C10, and I wanted to put the aluminum radiator with the dual fans because I wanted it to run cooler because it was running too hot and blah, 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 and you went off about the whole how we went, um, how, all we learned about the oil and everything like that. I never knew that. I didn't know we had to boil the water out. So oh. I listened when even after you hung up, I, I was like, because you kept going after after you flipped the switch, it cut me off, um, <laughs> and and I listened, and that's exactly what I did. I, I think it's a two two twenty um, thermostat that I got on there, so it boils the water out. But dude, the, um, switching to to the dual fans um, to get rid of the mechanical fan and going to the aluminum fan, I mean the aluminum radiator in this thing, uh-huh. made a massive power difference. Okay. Um, now I'm going to do the, the EFI on it, and I love this truck again. But thank you for yelling at me because I would not have listened. Okay, I'm and I'm going to my my mother is in heaven, and she says now's the time to show that you're 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 not an idiot, and and I remember your call, <laughs> and I remember being short with you, and I'll tell you something else, Gil, my engineer, he said yeah. that wasn't cool. And 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 even my wife said something about that. I, if I'm not mistaken, and and, and I'm not gonna, I'm gonna say I'm sorry. I sincerely am sorry. I'm but not mad. I I think, uh, and and it's a 195 thermostat that's gonna make it run at 220. So um, it, it, your fans, if they're running and they're temperature controlled and they come on when the coolant gets hot and they shut off, that's great. That's easy to do. There's a sensor that you can put in the upper hose to make all that happen, and you have to wire it with a relay. If yeah. you run your fans on all the time, just make sure that you do get up to that 220, and you're home free. You're just home no, free. No, it's, it's got a sw- it's got the switch, and okay. so they, when it gets hot, then they then they come on, and Good. and it runs so much better. If um, we can but, keep the motor hot, and so the yeah. gasoline turns from a liquid to a vapor, you'll always have more power. But it, it the problem that I have now is it's vapor locking because it's going into the um, the mechanical one. So that's why I'm going to go with the EFI and run and have the line run through the up the firewall and, and in. Um, I got some uh, a, a guy that does uh, injections for a living, um, uh, and he's going to do it. Okay. But um, why I called other than other than that to let you off the hook okay. um, was was oil um the guy that i bought this truck from has always told me oh just run 30 weight just run 30 weight and i was listening to your um to er, earlier and um i've always thought in the back of my head you know what 30 weight's probably a little too heavy even though it's uh, um you know the the older carbureted motor um because it was rebuilt in 2000 i always thought that if i went at least sent uh semi-synthetic or synthetic and something lighter that I would probably that would probably help too. Okay, well, if you put your hands together and rub them together, that's your motor. So I'm going right. to ask you: Do you want peat and butter in the middle of your hands to provide lubrication, or do you want water? And in the right, and I heard all, and I heard yeah. all that, but I didn't know I didn't know what to convert it to from the 30 weight standard 30 weight to what? Um, well, it's a 78, so I go to a 2050. Okay, it flows like a 20 weight when it's cold. It flows like a 50 weight when it's hot, and I think that would serve you. 
if I, I I had a 76 Chevy four-wheel drive pickup truck for a very long time, and I did convert it from 30 weight to a 2050, and I was really okay. happy with and it it it's it just everything's better. Um, keep in mind on brands that every brand that's sold in the United States is made by Mobile Shell, Phillips 66, or Chevron. So I wouldn't go buy the most expensive oil because one of those four dogs is the one that put it in the can. So right. just just find something, but a 2050 anything, you'll be fine. And I think you'll be real happy and well-protected with that. Okay? Sweet. Thank you, sir. Okay. You're welcome. Thank you very much. And and I'll, I want to tell everybody, I'm sorry for being short with Patrick. I think around that time, um, I had a guy on the phone that was arguing with me. <laughs> and he wanted to tell me everything that he put on his car, but he still had the check engine light. And I wanted to say to him, after you've put, you know, this $400 worth of parts, I think the number was four or five parts, all that you've told us is what it isn't. We still don't know what it is. And, um, but, yeah, I get a little short-tempered sometimes, and I apologize to all of you that uh, criticize me for that. I accept the criticism. Mike, how are you today? I'm in my happy face. Well, good to hear, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I got a I got a problem. I got a uh, 05 Dodge Dakota, uh, 4.7 four wheel drive. Okay. And I get a service four wheel drive light comes on, goes off, comes on, goes off. And what's even it, it could be any time. Never knows. Driving it, and it get a ding. Look down there for it's on, and doesn't seem to affect it. But every once in a while, it actually goes in the four wheel drive. Okay. And uh, what color is the light pop- that says service? Uh, what does it uh, say? Service four wheel drive. Service four wheel drive. Okay, it's it amber yellow? color. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. All right. What does the owner's manual say about that? It just says to get the four wheel drive serviced. Okay. I've taken it in, and no one seems to can figure out what the heck the problem is with that thing. Okay. Well, it, there's no sensors in an 05 that's 15 years old that tells the computer that uh, the oil is worn out and you need to change the oil. That's, that's not there. I don't know the answer to that, but if you'll send me an email, okay. I wrote down 05 Dakota, 4.7 liter four-wheel drive. If you'll send an email to mark at marksalem.com, mark okay. at marksalem.com, I'll do a little research for you. Um, I don't know the answer to it. Um, I would imagine because it comes on and goes off intermittently and for no reason, I would imagine that we're going to have a bad connection somewhere um, or the computer's looking at an RPM signal and it sees the tire spinning at 45, but he doesn't see the transmission spinning at 45, and so it turns on the light and says, hey, we've got a problem here that I don't understand. I'm being facetious, but that's really... What happens sometimes is is we have two sensors that give bad information. One of them's bad, and one of them's good, and of course the computer doesn't know which one is which. Okay. To make it even more bizarre, uh, I'll go out in the morning. This happens every once in a while. I you know, open the door with my you know remote thing, uh-huh. and then you hear this coming from underneath the the uh, truck. I don't know how to describe this noise. It sounds like a cable going back and forth, maybe three or four times, sliding back and forth. Okay. 
Okay, does it have <laughs> Well, does it have automatic four-wheel drive? You just push a button and it puts it in four-wheel drive? Yeah, it's got a, a little uh, switch, you know, it says two-wheel okay. drive, four-wheel drive, four low. Okay. It it's very likely that that switch is lying about where it's at. And okay. in reality, it shouldn't be coming on when you open up the truck because open up the door and you unlock it with your remote because really it's in two-wheel drive at that particular point. Why Why are we all of a sudden exercising something down at yeah. the, engine, the transformation or transfer yeah. case? Um, yeah, we, exactly. We shouldn't be. <laughs> so what part of town do you live in? Uh, South Scottsdale. Okay. I take it over to Bell Automotive on McDowell on like 86th Street, just west of the 101. Craig okay, is a great that. technician. Okay. Plan on leaving it there for a night so that he can start it up the next morning. He's going to have one of his guys crawl underneath it, and he's going to turn the key on it. And I think what you're going to find is some kind of a servo or solenoid is either trying to put it in four-wheel drive or whatever. It's doing something it's not supposed to be doing. So Yeah, it's that's really what, crazy. And it's, like I said, sometimes it'll actually go into four-wheel drive. And, and that's why I think you're not asking it for that, but it's going no. into that. <laughs> yeah. And so right. at that particular point, this is kind of easy. Let's disconnect the motor and drive it for a couple of days and everything's fine. No more problems. Then it's a matter of just tracking down why is, the, why is it going into four-wheel drive? Where's the command coming from? Mm-hmm. Now, did your wife spill any of her beer over on the passenger side in the <laughs> vent by the windshield? No, she did okay. not. All right. So, and you laugh at that, but you can I can't tell you how many times we get into an electrical problem and find the the byproducts of Coca Cola, <laughs> and, and, and Coca and Coca Cola is easy to deal with. You just rinse it off, and you know, heck, you just take a garden hose and set it on the electronic. I mean, appropriately, and just let it sit there and rinse it all off. But yeah, that happens sometimes. But anyway, I'll be done. Okay. All righty. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. Alrighty, my email is mark at marksalem.com. Uh, oh, Gil, do we have anybody else? John, well, I'm going to take you. How can I help you? Well, you were just talking about old Chevy pickups, and I recently, maybe a year ago, acquired a 78 K10. And um, I've got a problem with the oil pressure gauge, it doesn't seem to return to zero. And at any RPM, it's it's pegged over at the high, and then when the uh, when you're at at idle and it's good and warm, it it drops from from high, but it doesn't go down as as low as it does. Okay. And then hey, when you I got it, listen, listen to me. Uh, I got to go in 42 seconds. Let me tell you, the oil pressure switch and the oil gauge work together. And either the gauge is acting up or the switch is acting up. So if you wanted to, the oil pressure switch is at the back of the motor, back of the intake, and you can have somebody just change that out and see if that makes a difference. If not, then oftentimes we can take the gauge out of the dash and have somebody here local rebuild it, or we can find another gauge, or they still make the gauge. Mark at MarkSalem.com. John, if you want to continue the conversation, Mark with a K at MarkSalem.com. We'll be back next week here on 960 AM, and we talk about cars every Saturday from 10 o'clock to 12, and you're welcome to join us.